0: Fun. and welcome to get your shine box my name is chris and i'm tristan and we're here to talk to you today about a podcast that is neither an advice show nor a movie show but just a little smattering of homespun wisdom from two idiots who <laughs> think think they have all the answers
1: i don't know is that reasonable <laughs> that's pretty reasonable that's, okay that's probably the smoothest that's been actually well in a
0: while. I think the early days we had some pretty like pretty nice openings and it was yeah. a little more generous. But I think we're getting to that hostility point now, where <laughs> we can just kind of not not to each other. Yeah. But just we just call it like we see it.
1: We just call it. We say it like it is.
0: Oh, I mean the truth yeah. bombs. That's all we're doing, is just hurling these things. We are. All right. Well, truth
1: footballs. I I got nothing. Um, it's, it's been a long. Speaking time. of
0: bombs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that last little number you just chucked out there. You're joking. <laughs> all right. All right. So, tell me about your week. Oh, okay. so, so this is an interesting week because, uh, been, I mean, here I am asking to tell me about yours and I'm just going to dive in and tell you about it anyway. So allow yeah, me to right. preempt. Yeah. No. Uh, so this week we did a camping trip this week. Yeah. And yeah. so maybe the interesting thing about this in terms of what we did with kids was nothing. Yeah.
1: There was no kids. It was, it was kidless. We um, left them at home alone.
0: That's oh, God. That's it. Man. We flew to Chicago. Oh, no. <laughs> to France. From Chicago.
1: <laughs> from Chicago. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and uh, somehow they got to hold of my credit card and ended up in New York. In Trump Tower.
0: Yes. Uh, so that maestro.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, no kids. We we went camping. I mean, just just actually um, myself, yourself, and our good friend, Chad.
0: Yes, who's going to be doing our next episode mm-hmm. uh, around the movie
1: Fletch. That's right.
0: Yep. That's right. So, anyway, tell me about what it was like coming home. Because, I mean, one Ooh. of the things I found a little bit displacing about Monday was yeah. I came home and I was like, huh. This is really chaotic. I've had a few days of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, White Claw, um, you know, walking dogs. um, A lot of not, you know, like just sort of blank spaces because they're just not having to think or... Uh, react or dispense justice in any way, shape, or form. So again, how was how was your arrival home?
1: Well, uh, it was yeah, it was a little tense because oh. we're trying to go to uh, a, on vacation at the end of this week, right? And um, uh, you know, uh, Jill used that opportunity to go and try to clean and and get packed and things like that, like a
0: woman should. Ooh. No I'm kidding. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Lord, did so much cleaning oh
1: too, God. and I would have been like, mm-hmm,
0: oh, yeah. murdered. I'm kidding, of course.
1: Uh, but um, so she she packed a ton and, and was getting all ready. And that is wonderful. But I think it also became extremely frustrating. I think just the, the trip looming, because it's going to be a long one. Yes. Um, but the trip looming so close and the fact that I was kind of like, on the weekend, relaxing, you know, and things like that. While she's like rushing because we're gonna have company almost right after the trip as well. Oh, that's
0: right. Your family here because your family's coming. Yeah, that's really exciting. Actually, yeah. that part is gonna be great.
1: So I got home and it was it was palpable tension. It was mm. yeah yeah because I came back a little earlier than you guys because I thought oh well it, I should come back early and. Have-. <laughs> But even that was not great. Like I got home, I literally unpacked my bags and I just started into packing the trailer. I started like cleaning. I started running around and doing like all sorts of things because I was like I was feeling really bad. I oh. was like I maybe shouldn't have gone. Oh well, Tristan. Ah, but but and and again, like I get it. I get it. It's just, there's lots. She's organizing the kids, trying to get them sorted. I think she had a really poor night on Saturday as well. Oh. Yeah, Jackie was coughing all night and stuff. Oh, I so see. She, did, she had no sleep and stuff. And so, all I right. get it. I get it. All, it right. Just, all right. It was just, it was coming home into a a bit of a hornet's nest. And uh, so. Just so, kicked up your dogs? Like, yeah, no kidding. Ah. Martini, please. Yeah, yeah. That must have gone over.
0: Yeah, <laughs> where's my slippies? No kidding. Yeah, I love you, Roman baby. slippies. Yeah.
1: I did. <laughs> uh, so it it um I just right got into it, and so it put me in a weird frame of mind where I was just like, oh, I gotta go then. I gotta yeah. move. I gotta um, be, I gotta machine this, and I was tired and stuff. But mm-hmm. I couldn't talk about or express either a how much fun I had or b the fact that I was tired. Both of those statements you have you no right to down. either of those things. <laughs>
0: Like, you've been physically barred from
1: pretty much okay. pretty much so, right. so I would have been held by knife point if I mentioned either of those so Brute. yeah but the, the time away was great okay so that was coming home that shift absolutely I felt it but it was in like hyperdrive it, right. was, it was shift on Red Bull okay but um, the time away was, was really cool it was nice to uh, to get away and, and chit chat and like you said we finished up your campaign there yeah it was awesome well I'm glad you had fun I think that's really great yeah But then you're only a person I could tell that I had. Right.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I get that. I think um, Laura was pretty good about it. Like, it didn't seem like there was a ton of tension. She was actually really encouraging about the whole thing. She's like, go have fun. You know, you kind of deserve it. And then... But the weird thing is, when you're used to not chaos, and you come home to chaos, like, the chaos is extra, like, palpable. Oh, yeah. So, like, I mean... It wasn't something super big, but just, like, it was just a lot of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah! And, like, uh, yesterday, like, the kids wanted to go, and, because it was raining, they wanted to go and jump in the puddles barefoot, and here's my thing, like, I don't know how to read what's, like, what Laura would freak out about, or not freak out about, so I'm like, you kids shouldn't be doing that! She's like, I said they could! I'm like, get out there and splash! Like... (laughs) fuck, every time you think I've got her red, it's just yeah. like, it's a, a 360. I, yeah. ne- I never really know what she wants to do or what she thinks is appropriate. So I'm always yeah. on my back foot. It doesn't it doesn't matter what the situation. So I've just kind of resigned myself to be like, mm. well,
1: that, that, that is, uh, it's hard coming into midway into a situation like that. And you know what? It, it is funny because... Like with I would do something similar because mm-hmm. the intention is is like, hey, okay, you you take a back seat, I've got this, I'm home. Nope, you kids, that's a huge mess. You're just gonna be soaked. Nope, nope, nope. But um so so the the, the assumption is is that you're coming in to, to add support and help Well, get the discipline out there. Yeah. Like I'm just
0: dealing it out, man. I'm
1: making it rain <laughs> with verbal like mm-hmm.
0: uh, I don't know, scorn and making it rain in the rain, to not yeah. utilize the rain. But honestly, I just, I can never win in those ones. No. So eventually I just retreated. I was like, okay, fine. I was hanging out in my office for a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like have a little space and just kind of yeah. like do my things. And then uh, Laura was like, why are you retreating? Like, why, why aren't you hanging out with us? And I'm like, Ugh, like <laughs> I can't win. And so then I was like, okay. So I, I was like, oh, well, let's hang out and so go upstairs and just sort of see what she wants to do. This is nighttime now. And yeah. she throws on a documentary. Um, and it's something I haven't seen, but she's like two episodes in. I'm like, Okay, then. Uh, let
2: watch this. I, well, no,
0: I'm just like, I, I will let you watch your show. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, you know what, I want to be respectful. Like, if she's doing something that she's kind of into, yeah, I still want to, like, infringe on it. The one thing I'm watching, though, is uh, Pistol. Which is about the Sex Pistols? Ooh, super good, Danny yeah. Boyle. It's like I'm about three episodes in. Super, super Pistol. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's quite awesome. Uh, very well acted and really very stylized. Like it's almost yeah. filmed like it's in four uh, x three, just to kind of be like in the seventies. Yeah, it's very cool.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did and, I tell you was, I was listening to um, uh, Batman? and buried. I've told you that. Yes, I, you have. Geez, you've mentioned ten it. episodes, man. It is unbelievable. I think hmm. you had ten or eleven there. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Winston Duke, like just a. A crapload of awesome, talented people. That is a series you will not put down. Okay. okay? Well, Podcast, I, I will yeah. throw it up. Yeah, yeah. No, so, literally barf <laughs> out of my... No, go ahead. <laughs> I threw up a little in my mouth. That's it. Um, okay, so what are we talking about? Because this is a little different
0: here. Yeah, so ahead. this is like... um. I always find it's a lot easier to t- sort of do these if it's mm. something that you can mock, like you can kind of yeah. uh, have a little bit of fun with and kind of poke poke holes in because it just sort of yeah. makes it seem like it's so absurd. But this is what movie that is designed to be absurd. So mm-hmm. the movie we're going to talk about today is Young Frankenstein, which mm. is a Mel Brooks film. Mm. Uh, and, and, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, So it's okay then? Like, yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You promise. Uh, Ken <laughs> Mars. Yeah, so... Um, so you know what this isn't my favorite Mel Brooks film I don't think Mm -hmm. I mean I think there's a couple other ones that I I maybe enjoy a little bit more Yeah. but you know what super fun movie to watch everyone who's in it is awesome a weird like cameo by Hackman Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that just kind of comes out on this one where um, I'm not sure how it got to where it got to I know Mel Brooks kind of shopped this a bit and really he was looking for a specific budget like he didn't take his first offer he was like nope I want to do this my way Um, it's a total send up of those horror movies which I think is great Um, and I love that he filmed it in black and white like I know I mean, he's done others like silent movies, kind of in that that vein as well. But mm-hmm. um,
1: he fought for that too. Like,
0: yeah, I just you know what? He's he's not the first guy you would sort of say like this guy's a real artist, but he yes, but he yeah. absolutely is not unapologetic. He pokes fun at everyone equally, so it doesn't really all of his biases are right there for everyone <laughs> to take in. And uh, it's just the little things. Like uh, we sort of talked about this at, on a different episode, like uh, on yeah. Heather's actually, yeah. where we talked about Ichaluga. And the idea of, like, just these little buried inside jokes. And this is where we um, we looked up Blucher yeah. the other day, uh, which, which we'll get to. Yeah. But just kind of a fun little thing that's kind of for people who would know yeah. it. But not just out there, like, um, he's not mugging for everyone. No. He's got, like, fun things kind of um, stitched into it all. So yeah. I thought that this was pretty neat.
1: Well, it's, it's funny because we are... Yeah. I think, like, we enjoy a lot of his catalog. And and what's funny is, like, way back... Like, this is way back when, when we were kids. um, I think we had watched the History of the World, Mm -hmm. one. And really loved it so much so that... um, I think we started performing vignettes for our cousins, right, and things like that, which is funny because that film's pretty racy. Oh, it's it
0: is pretty. <laughs> so we went back to that whole idea that mom and dad never actually watched anything no, with us to no. make sure that maybe it was appropriate. Yeah, if it was on videotape, it couldn't like if it didn't have like uh, boobs on the cover. Yeah, there was no way there was boobs in the film. Yeah, so I no think... Kid.
1: Why no, would a film cover lie? No
0: kidding. Oh, man. Yeah, so I mean, their screening methods were pretty slack. Pretty slack. Uh, I think we tend to do a little bit more in the way of research these days, like when our kids are like, hey, we were thinking about maybe playing, like, new, no, new, no, no, or no. Yeah. sometimes we'll throw them at um, stuff that we used to like when we were kids, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, this is going to be great. And then, of course, they cry, yeah. like like in
1: Dune. Like in Dune, yeah, when when the... Yeah, I think we talked about this. Was yeah, it yeah. it must have been in the Dune no, episode. No, it definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled the heart plug Out of that poor <laughs> serpent <laughs> And just like Where's Where's the pause? How do we ta- How do we end this Yeah <laughs> It was that It was um, Even like Willow uh, Was it, it Oh was, you ta- yeah like With the uh, tentacles Yeah where, like When they, does the Two-headed dragon Sort of pops out Yeah Right yeah. right right, right. So uh, yeah, I am, and I think we—I we, can't remember what episode we talked about this, but I think I'm—I'm I'm much more conscious of that, which is weird because I had—we had free reign. Yeah, pretty much. And so I don't know. It's—it's it's almost like like I'm doing kind of polar opposites of what like mom and dad kind of did, only because I'm like. You know, I don't want my kids necessarily watching, like, a lot of the horror things I watch, but then... Well,
0: that's funny. We let our kids watch way too much horror.
1: Well, but then I want to watch horror with them because, Mm. like, like, I can't get them... Because I want to ease them into, like, Stranger Things and stuff like that. But I can't. Like, they... They're... They don't, They're too scared. so uh, maybe I missed that boat. Or Scarlett's
0: obsessed with like, yeah. with Stranger Things. Yeah, like she loves it. She's crazy about it. She's like, can we watch? And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm just worried about you peeing. Like yeah. you're already bad enough. I don't need to influence that like <laughs> course of action any deeper than it's already like happening on a regular, frequent basis. Yeah. But she's just like, uh, it's there's... really, it's cute, but it's like, mm. yeah, it's a little concerning.
1: Yeah, well, I do. But I there are certain films I'm I can't wait to watch with them. Mm-hmm. You know, that have a bit of, uh, a bit of frighteningness about it. Like the thing or something like that. Like, you imagine watching that with a
0: kid? Oh my God. Or like alien. Ooh. Like Ooh. I, oh, Yeah. yeah. Scarlett's watching Insidious right now, and she's just, like, she wants to watch it all the time. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're just a little... Like, she just loves the adrenaline of being
1: scared. Yeah. And this is like Laura, too.
0: They're both the same that way.
1: So well, I, but you're going to be able to see some really cool horror with Scarlett. you know, mm-hmm. I think. I think that she's going to be, like, a horror fan. I
0: yeah. Think. I think she's... That's sort of the road she's going down right now. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about this film. So, sure. film was made in 1974. It yeah. is It uh, is... Pretty early days for as like controversial as it, as it was. Mm-hmm. It's no blazing saddles uh, in terms of, you know, really going for it in terms of poking fun at racism and some of the tropes that yeah. were very common in Westerns and other things. But yeah. uh, like I say, I think he shopped this around a little bit. He really yeah. wanted to find the right budget and the right people for it. Um, but he does have some of his favorite staples, right? So this is uh, Gene Wilders in this who also co-wrote. Yeah. Um, you've got that funny cameo by uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, and yeah. then of course you've got Madeline Kahn, who's amazing. Ugh. I don't know if this is Marty Feldman's first
1: film with, uh, like, that's like, a good question. I don't know yeah. actually, because I don't know him from a lot. I know him from like Yellowbeard and yeah. probably this mostly. Yeah, I can't so think much else I know. I can really, I can go. Oh yes, oh Marty Feldman. Well, he was fantastic in Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> you know, or something. He was a yeah. sand person, <laughs> no, <you know. laughs>
0: it could have been yeah i'm not kidding just something with bug eyes i mean he was walrus man or something like just no makeup no makeup i'm good I'm, yeah. I'm ready to go
1: no, i kidding oh that alien is an idiot <laughs>
0: he's freaking yeah. me out what yeah uh, so
1: so i don't know a lot of what he he's being but anyway
0: he was a big yeah. british comedian like yes. i think you were talking about this like he did a lot of variety shows and yeah. such and he had
1: his own
0: yeah he had the marty Feldman show well there you go yeah so
1: i mean obviously he's got some chops Yeah, uh, but but you're right. There's like a a, such a cast, Mm -hmm. like each are brilliant comedians in their own right. And then to mishmash them into this is always like magic. And I think that's that's a great thing that Mel Brooks does is he, you know, even though he's he's mocking and you pointed this out, mocking sort of like studio processes, you know, where they have got their stable of actors and stuff. He's mocking it, but he's he, he actually embraces that.
0: Yeah, he totally yeah. does. And yeah. I mean, I think it's, once you have a trusted group that you know can kind of get your style and your shtick, mm-hmm. um, you want people who know how to use those lines. Like, yeah. you know, we've talked in the past just about, like, Carpenter. Yeah. You can't give Carpenter's lines to just anyone or else it mm-hmm. turns into, like, you know, They Live. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you've got <laughs> you've got the right guy to do it with the right amount of machismo, That's it. Then, then you've got, like, a big trouble.
1: Sorry, it, who was in uh, They Live? Was it uh, Mike Foster? Like, who? <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, this is for you, Ross. Uh, no, it was Mike Foster, absolutely. So uh...
1: an addendum. <laughs>
0: Sorry, everyone who's just uh, finished listening to our uh, episode on Bachelor Party, yeah. uh, our friend Ross, who, very sharp, very smart guy, yeah. um, was very quick to point out that we've made some glaring errors in our in our name dropping, So, um, yeah. but we did reward some people's IMDB pages who probably haven't made it in a while to kind of <laughs> scream at the microphone or scream at their headphones and yell at us and correct no us for, for our idiosity. so there you are. Yes. Corrected. Uh, corrected. De- I love revisionist history. <laughs> I don't have to think. I just have to feel.
1: That's it. I
0: felt it was Meg Foster. Or wasn't Meg Foster. Yeah. It was Helen Shaver.
1: It was Helen Shaver. It was That's it. Uh, Shelley Long. It was, uh, she's, <laughs> she's good. She's good. Yeah. No. <laughs> All uh, right. Okay. So, also, sorry, side note, this is, um, I think, one of the only Mel Brooks films that he's not in.
0: That's true, too. Yeah. He doesn't actually make a cameo in any way. Um, unless he does, like, I think they were saying, uh, I was looking at this on either Wikipedia or IMDb, mm. but he does some stuff kind of off-camera, and he has kind of, like, little bits. I mean,
1: like he, the cat noise. Yeah, he makes the cat
0: noise, that's right. <laughs> so, when they're throwing darts out the yeah. window,
1: like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> still, there you go. Okay. That, that was a pretty fun part already. His oh. contribution is already, like... Pretty top notch. <laughs> the Foley artist. Oh my god.
1: Okay, so um, okay, uh are you are you walking us through this or am I? Walking?
0: All right, two minutes synopsis, two minutes or less to okay. talk about young
1: right. Frankenstein.
0: So, scene opens. Yeah. Uh you know, they're going through some of the credits, you get kind of that feel of that, ooh, it's gonna be an old-timey, <laughs> you know, movie. Uh that's gonna be a, like an homage to like some of these <laughs> horror films. And so the first thing they do is they pan across the, the coffin of Dr. Frankenstein, the old Dr. Frankenstein, <laughs> yes. and they open up the coffin, and you can see inside, and you've got this weird, musty, stinky, decrepit corpse, yeah. and he's holding on to a book, yeah. uh, or, which is likely his will in, last will and testament.
1: Or, or a diary of his work.
0: Well, they kind of really get into it later, right? Like when they wow. go to his uh, workshop. Then you get a chance to really see all of his notes and that's stuff. True. And then they're that's flipping yeah. so okay. through. And I thought that that at first too. Oh but, my,
1: yeah, he actually made me But
0: know. in fairness, I think it probably was as well. Because that's how okay. I knew to go to find his error. Yes. Okay. So anyway, there's, there's the bones are holding on to the last one and the testament in a little box. And then uh, someone, you, you don't actually see him, but you no. just see the hands reach in. And as they're reaching for the, the box, they try to pull it and then it, the bones won't let go. And what's awesome is instead of sort of like just going right back and grabbing it, they have to stop for a moment and shake for a second because it's <laughs> like, what's awesome. it? Like, I love physical comedy in yeah. this way. Like, I think about so much of of what I find funny is this kind of stuff. Like, it's not the obvious. It's just kind of those weird telegraph things where you're trying to make the point
1: without doing it. And I feel like that's from watching lots of cartoons as a kid. Yes. like Well, I think that, but also, like, physical comedians were our staple. You know, Clouseau. um,
0: Oh, John Ritter. Like, again, I think about these guys who are so physically funny. And, like, you know, getting their heads hit or falling over. Like, there was every Three's Company episode. I mean, I swear to God, John Ritter must have walked out of there in a stretcher, like, every single time. <laughs> like, just like some sort of concussion but a big fucking smile on his face because yeah. he must have felt so good about what he was able to convey so. I think so I think so okay so two minutes up yeah. we're done no, right. uh, so anyway so they, they pan across that obviously they, they come up with the will and mm-hmm. then they go and seek out uh, young uh, Dr. Frankenstein
2: yes yeah,
0: yeah. so uh, Dr. Fr- Dr. Frankenstein um is a doctor yeah, he is brilliant. someone who's a neuroscientist yes. um, brilliant uh, working through class and he's kind of giving a lecture at the university and of course he's being challenged by some wormy, wormy. student he <laughs> yeah. just like the, intellectually yo exactly <laughs> and this guy's so freaking annoying too but the the best thing about like Gene Wilder is he's completely unflappable. Oh, yeah. Like, he's just wonderful to watch and he's doing so much with so little. But the constant repetition of Frankenstein eventually, you know, he sort of like puts him back in his place by yeah. like talking about Darwin and the Vermicelli worm and how it's like yeah. Well, you're talking about the noodle or the worm? And again, this guy is just so wormy. It's super funny to me. Anyway. Absolutely.
1: Well and, and so um yeah, we're establishing he is... And right off the bat, this is great, uh, because they try to connect him to his um, his relative. is not an ancestor, I guess, but his family. Grandfather? Yeah, grandfather, Frankenstein. And he's quick to shoot that down. So already we know he wants to distance himself from the family. He doesn't want anything to do with it. And uh, and if there's anything that will kind of rattle him, it's that connection.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, in the end, in fact, he's so frustrated by it, he's like, uh, he says that his like grandfather's work was doo-doo. And he, like, he's so frustrated, he stabs himself in the leg with a scalpel. But instead of really reacting to it, he just kind of like looks at it and yeah. then covers his leg over it so that no <laughs> one can actually see it. And just lets the whole sort of thing transgress as the students shuffle out. Yeah, It's pretty awesome.
1: Well, that kind of patience, I guess, that's what I love about Gene Wilder too. And, the, and the, kind of the pace of the movie is that they're okay to let a joke sort of sit mm-hmm. and then deal with the absurdity rather than sort of make that commentary on it. And like, look what's happened.
0: Well, yeah. that's true, too. But at the yeah. same time, you've got those scenes where he's like testing the neural clamps on the back of Mr. Hilltop and then knees him in the balls. Like, so it's he's just as likely to take a beat yeah. as he is to really like just kind of point something out really Give funny. But well, that's it. a beat to the yeah, drums, uh, as it were. But look uh, you know what? So this is what's great about it. Like as yeah. you start to get later into Mel Brooks's work mm. and in some of like the Zucker Brothers work, for example, <laughs> it's just it's jam packed with stuff and it's just so blatant over and over again. Yeah. but this one was so well paced yes. like there was some of the obvious stuff mixed with some of the really subtle stuff and i think that's part of the craftsmanship of, of what he was doing in his earlier work that maybe i was more appreciative of
1: yeah that's a nice balance it's yeah. nice to see you know um but uh, yeah <laughs> uh but I and mean, like you said like just uh the gene wilder's ability to deliver in perfect deadpan and when he does get excited, yeah. that's when you're like, ooh, and he really makes a meal of it. So he does. So I love that kind of variation to
0: him. Yeah, no, he can move it around really well. All okay. right. So anyway, uh, he eventually agrees to go to, to his grandfather's castle, yeah. uh, which is in Transylvania. Yeah. Uh, but before he does, he has to say goodbye to his fiance. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Played by the incomparable Madeline Kahn, who is okay. just so great. Go ahead.
1: She's gorgeous. Okay? Oh, yeah. Hey, okay? she is... A- gorgeous gorgeous woman but also so good yeah. at what she does. And um, her character in particular has an aversion to like affection. Or well, like yeah, she's just such a prude. Yeah.
0: Like, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more in a bit, but honestly, like she just, she doesn't want to be touched. Yeah. Uh, as he's yeah. trying to give like this emotional farewell yeah. and he's like, obviously, he's a in lipstick? love with her. Yeah, yeah no good. <laughs> can't touch a lipstick. Can't yeah. touch the hair it just got set. <laughs> yeah. uh, can't touch the taffeta yeah. uh, just because it'll get too crinkled. <laughs> uh, I know, taffeta. <laughs> eventually, they end up like having to do like a little like, um, like, a covid handshake or yeah. he's gonna touch elbows and then uh, and i think you talked about this too but she's so committed to this that even when he tries to blow her a kiss goodbye like she has to dodge it <laughs> she's worried about it like mussing her in some way like just to think that far ahead i was like this must have been so fun to watch her do her thing like yeah. i don't even know if that was written in but just how cool
1: that you know that's funny it would have been interesting to know how much was what they brought to it that kind of like um improv to it. Oh, absolutely. Well, because, when you trust your folks. Yes. And to, anyway, I mean you have a staple of actors. You can trust them to yep. to bring their best. And this movie must be littered with that. I mean, um, we'll get to the uh, uh uh town inspector here.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Kenneth Morris. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. Yeah. No, he's seriously super good. So um anyway, so okay. off they go. He's yeah. taken taken off. Um, and so now they're on the way to Transylvania, there's the whole like scene on the train, yeah. and eventually they get to the train station. And this is when we meet Marty Feldman's character.
1: Yes. Igor. Um, Igor. Right. And does he actually introduce himself as Igor? He doesn't. He doesn't until um, he goes, oh, Dr. Frankenstein. He's like, Frankenstein. And then I think he goes, and what's your name, sorry? Um, uh, Igor? No, it's Igor. Yeah, yeah. So it,
0: this is almost like his, like, okay, then if we're going to be you. silly, I'm going to be silly too. Like, yeah. just, and then, But the best part is he never reverts back to Igor, even though that probably is his real name. No. He sticks to Igor all the way through. <laughs> just for shit. Yeah. Like it's pretty good.
1: And uh, uh is it here we're introduced to is that that physical trait?
0: Oh, yeah, his hump? Yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs>
1: so talk about the hump? Yeah, so um this this must have been Marty Feldman here because um uh Igor uh has uh he's in a typical sort of Igor costume and stuff, but he has a hump uh on his back and i think frankenstein mentions it when he sees him he's like you know what uh he's like you know i am a surgeon i could do something about that hump and i go kind of looks at him and goes what hump <laughs> and just continues on. well and it's probably because the hump
0: keeps moving like oh. so it may very well be that marty Feldman is unaware he has a hump because it's never in the same spot <laughs> so like if you had a roving hump around you'd be like Mm. Oh
1: my
2: God.
1: Yeah. Genius. And, and I think we're also introduced uh, because Igor brings the wagon, and in the wagon full of hay is. Oh,
0: Terry Gar. Oh. Speaking of gorgeous, like she's just, I think this is her second film. Yeah. um And then her first real appearance on television was like Star Trek. She was in a Star mm-hmm. Trek episode. So, original Star Trek. um And then <laughs> it's so funny. So, yeah. uh, apparently, in the notes on this, um, Madeline Kahn was originally applying for this this role. Ah. She was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll be the assistant, and you know, yeah. I can be the German German help. And uh, of course, either of them could be. They're both like, again, to your point, very very beautiful. Yeah. But then she decided she didn't want to do it. So Mel Brooks was really interested in Terry Gar, but he's like well, look, you know, if if you can come back tomorrow and do a German accent, uh, then you can have the part. Then Terry Gard just, on the spot, gives a German accent, gets the roll. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: so cool.
0: So, I mean, you don't really see her chops, but obviously talented uh, individual. So, <laughs> that's that's
1: pretty fucking cool, man. I'm going for a roll in the hay. Oh, roll, yeah. a roll, a roll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so they, they <laughs> take the wagon. They get to the castle. That's right. It's dark. It's stormy. The castle is very, in fact, Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could be wrong, but I think this is the same castle and same props that must have been used in the one of the Frankenstein movies. Right,
0: you, yes, so definitely the props. I think you were, yeah. I think, you, yeah, we found that out where yeah. they actually went to one of the people who was a set designer mm-hmm. and he had kept all the props. Yeah. So they're able to recycle them all for the movie, which is yeah. pretty cool. I don't know about the set, but yeah. I definitely know about like some of the set design stuff. like for Yeah. The, like, the lab, for sure. Those were all original props, which is pretty neat.
1: And the castle's great. Actually, I can't remember if the castle was a matte painting, now
0: that I think about it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, she, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, not like it's part, part set. And the matte painting, for sure, in the distance. Like, Yo. as they're climbing up to look at the, like the <laughs> castle on the hill. That's 100%. Okay.
1: So, we, we get to the castle, and we are introduced to another character.
0: Right. So, this is Cloris Leachman's character. Yeah. So, here's another, like, incredibly talented female. Like, again... Total hats off to Mel yeah. Brooks because he didn't just like sort of stay with these easy male uh, comedic figures to kind of work with. Mm. He really sought out some awesome talent. Like again, I think Terry Gar was probably a find yeah. but Madeline Kahn's amazing. Cool. Uh, Terry Gar's amazing and then Cloris Leachman's character oh Frau Blucher <laughs> is, is amazing. Yeah, so I mean they have this awesome running joke with her where whenever they say her last name, Blucher, uh, the horses go off in the distance like yeah. as if they're they're startled uh, and it's because Blucher in German is glue. <laughs> So, super fun. I was like, holy shit, that's a great little, like, nugget tucked what, away yeah. for anyone who wants to do the research.
1: Yeah, I love <laughs> And they, man, do they make a meal of it. And they never miss a beat. Yeah. And they must mention her name, like, maybe 30 times in the rest of the film. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah horses in the background yeah like. <laughs> my, my favorite
0: is still the bedroom one where it's like oh my God. like yeah i can just because they're so super far away from the horses like there's no yeah. way they could probably hear it at all but just the fact that when he says it you hear this little off in the distance like, okay. like it's, <laughs> it's so good like again it's it's no watch in um commando <laughs> where, where, yeah, where, where, someone's on it someone's yeah. not on it 50 yeah. percent of the time this was like really tight oh so they did a good so job bad. and then even yep. the one little beat with uh, with Cloris Leachman and the candelabra. Mm-hmm. So uh, as she's going up the stairs, Stay close to the light. The stairs can be treacherous. <laughs> but of course they're not lit. They're it's not lit. Just, just the idea of having a candelabra. Like it's super funny. So um, anyway... We're introduced to Cloris Leachman. She gets uh, Dr. Frankenstein to his room. Yeah. uh, And then he's having a bit of a moment. uh, But in the background, you can see Cloris Leachman. And what is she doing?
1: Well, she's... Well, I think there's a portrait... Correct. ...of um, Frankenstein, who you figure out she must have had a relationship with. Because she's sort of eyeing up Frankenstein uh, as maybe, like, a, a, a possible replacement as a lover... For and i think there's some innuendo like
0: well well, yeah when she when he's trying to get her to get the fuck out of there (laughs) and she keeps coming back like ovaltine
1: ovaltine can i
0: get drink who requests ovaltine it tastes like chalk and like i don't know toenails it's foul So that's
1: right so she's he has to like basically shove her out of the room yep um, and then uh, um, it's his first night, and I think um, oh, so he's having yeah. a dream. Yes, he's having a nightmare.
0: Yeah. yeah, So he's having a dream, and he's dreaming about destiny. And he's, yeah. He wants to say that he's not a Fran- Frankenstein, Frankenstein, but he's like a Frankenstein. And yeah. anyway, eventually, he just comes to like ex- basically accept it right then and there. But the reason he wakes up and is so mm-hmm. tortured is because there's violin music
1: playing yes. in the background. Yeah. So then, was so this tune? Yeah. This violin tune, and um, he, he oh he he gets woken up. By the well, Terry Gar comes in. Terry Gar, yeah. So she wakes him up, and then they hear the music, and they've got to go find out where this music is coming from. So right. I think they track it to the library. Yeah,
0: there's a there's a bookshelf.
1: Yeah, a bookshelf. They're trying to find it, and so um, he ascertains that there must be some kind of passageway or something like. Right. that. Right. So
0: he tries to grab one of the books and flip yeah. it, but it doesn't do anything.
1: No, no. Does he clear out a few shelves, I think, or something? Anyway, um, eventually, I think she touches the uh, sconce. Right. Uh, which activates the swivel door. Correct.
0: Yeah, so it opens it up and flips him around.
1: Yeah. Uh, but then
0: he's on the other side and, and she's on this side. Yeah. And every time she lifts the sconce and puts it back, it doesn't just swivel, you know, 90 or 180 degrees. It's like a 360. It does a whole like circle. Yeah. Yeah. A full spin.
1: Right. So <laughs> he, he needs to stop this. He right. needs to, um, you know, jam it open so that she can come with him and things like that. So I think at one point she pulls a sconce, it swivels, and he gets trapped. He gets scoed. Yeah, it smashes
0: him in the groin. Yeah. So there's this whole scene where he's just like, do not put the candle back. Uh, I mean, I don't know what it is, but something about getting hit the nuts and having your pitch change, uh, I think that that that's such a funny trope. And I mean, for some reason, even when I got hit in real life, I'd be like, Am I supposed to change my voice now no. for this? Like get
1: it, my voice like higher no. now. Well, it, it's because we were trained because of young Frankenstein, but also The Running Man. So oh. there's a character called Buzzsaw in The <laughs> Running right. Man. And it's, <laughs> the saw's a part of me. I'm going to make a part of you. And, and Arnold wrestles with this saw and eventually spins it somehow. And flips it up between Buzzsaw's legs and gets him in the nuts and and just cuts him up from nuts up. Right. Well, as he's screaming, all of a sudden he goes into this high falsetto operatic <laughs> like vibrato. No, oh, no, oh, no, kind of thing. I don't. I think the
0: last thing you would be doing at that point is trying to maintain a vibrato as your like <laughs> testicles are being sprayed across it, like yeah. your chest.
1: Yeah, I did a oh. perfect high C. Kind oh, no, of no, thing. Breaking glass somewhere like just <laughs> finally hit it. That's it let's uh, end this meeting on a high note
0: with another glorious leachman
1: yeah ah that's right yep yeah. ah that's awesome okay good time so yeah so he gets squished eventually they find a passage right right down uh, into the inner uh sanctum of the uh, castle.
0: Right. Which they find... Well, it's a laboratory. So here's <laughs> a laboratory with all the original set pieces. That's right. Uh, then they keep going and they notice that there is a side room. Yes. And in the side room, there's a cigar and then there's all... Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's the what cigar thing? Well, Does it ever get kind of worked out? Well, it's
0: Cloris Leachman's, but I mean, I, guess, I don't... Like, what an odd like character choice. I
1: know. Like, I guess it's meant to be like, oh, someone was just here.
0: Well, yeah, I guess. I it, guess. Maybe yeah. it's more like uh, classier than a c- cigarette. Yeah, I guess Whatever. <laughs> anyway, there's a violin, which is obviously the source of the music. Yeah. There's a cigar that's there. And then there's the book. There's uh, Dr. Frankenstein's diary. There
1: we go. Yes. Yeah. yes. So this
0: is where we land on, on the diary. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, Frankenstein decides to take the book and he begins yep. to read it. And uh, eventually they come up with a plan to, to change life. Like they see that there's an <laughs> actual full uh, map of what yeah. to do. And Igor goes ahead and paints like basically Peter Boyle. <laughs> As a seven-year-old saying that, well, you know, you'd have to make everything really big and really gigantic. And and basically it's Peter Boyle in a a seven-year-old's portrait. so so Yeah. So once they've got that locked down, then, I mean, the very next scene is finding the dead body. Like, so, you know, the body's hung. It's hanging uh, because they decide they have to go find one, right? Yeah. And so then there's the whole thing where it's it's hanging there and then they bury it and then they go dig it up. No,
1: not just before this, is this where he acknowledges that he's a Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes but, I think Igor's like, w- w- What do you want to do, Dr. Frankenstein? He's like, It's Frankenstein. See, this is that him, Gene Wilder, like when he freaks out, yeah, right? Just that, that dynamic of him, um, showing another side, showing yeah. it, like the manic.
0: Yeah, and I mean he, he does defeat. that a few times, right? Like when uh, when the monster when he tries to make it when it fails, for example, he tries to walk away. He's like, well, you know, that's that's kind of how it goes. And then he just gets on top of it, starts choking it, pounding on him. Like he does. His manic is actually really great.
1: Oh, uh, it's so good. Okay, yeah. So so yeah, we immediately see uh, Peter Boyle has been hung, yep. and uh, so they go to retrieve, dig up that. Bucket. Yeah, they're going to dig it
0: up, and so <gasps> oh, as they load him oh, into oh, the <laughs> cart, uh, you know, there's another
1: great physical
0: comedy scene oh so you know here's like a, a rigor mortis arm sticking out out of the out of the whole like little uh the, the, basket, wagon. the yeah. wagon they've got for yeah. it right and a police inspector comes up not not the one we're going to talk about later inspector yeah. kemp but um just like a regular police inspector see yeah. what the heck's going on and so gene wilder's kind of stuck having to make this like stuck out arm work <laughs> so he does this whole like bit about yes. like you no know, rubbing his hands together yep. and then like Like kind of bumping Igor so that the arm can swing out in order to shake the inspector's hand. Like it's super good. Like ah, they just even like to get to kick up to salute the guy. Like oh yeah, just some really fun things to kind of push this along, and. You know, one of the things about uh, Mel Brooks and the way that he works yeah. is there's so many, like, little vignettes that he does. Like, yeah. what makes History of the World kind of a fun thing is he's able to take all these little pieces and still <laughs> have a narrative. Yeah. But it's threaded together with, like, okay, this is a funny bit. Yeah. Hey, that's a funny bit. Yeah. And so you can see in this case, he doesn't really pull them out of time or they're they're still interspersed with the main story. Yeah. But just, like, you know, what a fun little thing he didn't have to do. But just, yeah. like, yeah, you know, you've got good comedic actors.
1: Put them to work. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that routine is brilliant brilliant it's so funny that igor understands what uh, a certain stomp means yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah just signaling it out yeah. and he had like everything was perfectly on cue it was pretty yeah pretty awesome
1: all right so so they get peter boyle back to the laboratory yes
0: but wow. they only have a body now. They need to right. come up with a brain.
1: Yeah.
0: So the brain they go and try to get is this guy, Hans Delbrook, who is a is a <laughs> genius. He's a scientist and a yeah. saint. He's the perfect person to get this. Yeah. And so uh, what happens when they go to try to retrieve the brain? Oh, well, Igor goes to retrieve it. Igor
1: goes to retrieve it. And so he goes to the brain store. <laughs> Where everything's properly labeled and stuff like that. So yeah, patient confidentiality. Town, like yeah.
0: you kind of wonder why, like the laws came in eventually to sort of like protect privacy when it comes Seriously. to patients. Um, but this little town in
1: Transylvania has this like, this this like surgical brain store. All kind of like, but sort of partially exposed. Like yeah, so they're in a glass tubes or glass jars. Yeah, but there's no real like,
0: nothing's hermetically sealed. Like. Oh. What are they gun yeah. in they got? And like, I don't know, saline? It's, well,
1: it's the same stuff that they have in Futurama to keep the hands alive.
0: Well, I have to feel it's a bit more futuristic. Like, <laughs> you know, the head of Nixon can actually like talk and kind of do shit. <laughs> well,
1: uh, they're getting there. Well, oh, I it's see. It's the uh, evolution. of uh, Very good. Okay, so so Igar goes and and he grabs the appropriate jar. He grabs the jar of hands. It's Delbrook. Helen's Delbrook. 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 I'm sure there's probably a joke. There's there is
0: definitely something. But there. I don't
1: get it. Anyway. Well, all right. Well, yeah, we we'll can look. At. That's okay. Okay, so Igar has the jar... And he gets startled by something. I oh, mean, yeah.
0: okay. Here you uh, go. Here's, oh. here's Hans Delbruck. He was a German historian. He's one of the oh. first modern military historians uh, basing his method of research on the clinical examination of ancient sources, auxiliary disciplines, demogra- demog- demography, and economics. Deep like, cuts! Deep cuts, man! <laughs> that's so funny. That's awesome. Well, good for them for kind um. of like... I don't know how they would have landed on that as like something yeah. that would have been funny for people, but I guess some like history nerd was just like boing! Yeah. <laughs> I can't feel my wiener. Thank you, Bill Brooks. Exactly.
1: You're the best. Anyway, there you go. Huh? Okay. So but well, Igor's got this Nobel Prize winning, amazing historian brain. Yep. And he gets startled by something. Right. Uh, oh, it's the lightning. It's the lightning. Thank lightning you. storm,
0: so a lightning storm in the mirror, he sees his own reflection, <laughs> <laughs> fucking freaks out, rightfully so. Walrus man staring back at you in the mirror and you're like, Jesus Christ. So yeah. That is
1: brilliant. Yeah, yeah.
0: So he drops the brain.
1: Drops the brain. And it's dead. It's in pieces. It's whatever. It's unusable. It
0: instantly just turns to shreddies though. Like It goes into like, yeah, steak tartare.
1: Yeah. So he's freaking out. He's like, but luckily luckily there is another brain on display. There. We are
0: at the brain store. There's probably multiple brains to sure. choose. But he immediately goes to the one, and he can read the name. It's not like he is uncertain. <laughs> well, he does. He's like, it's Abby Normal. Like, <laughs> so he, no- like, uh, again, it, yeah. there was lots of choices, but I mean, he goes straight for the one worst one that possible. Just because I guess he's a bit like, I don't know. Well, or he's just kind of looking to sabotage it in his own oh, kind of spiteful yeah. way. He's not entirely stupid.
1: No, he's not. He's not. Uh, but he grabs that one. So he grabs the Abbey normal brain <laughs> yep. and brings it back, in which uh, Frankenstein then uh, inserts the brain into the head. So um, from here, they've now got to um, complete the process, right. add a bit of lightning, and get the body alive. That's right. It. Yep. So he holds him up. What a cool prop that is too. That that like um, pulleyed um, tray. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, again, like all that, that, the production of this is actually really, really quite wonderful.
0: Yeah. No, they do. They, they do a lot with it. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, the whole, total budget was 2.78 million. It's not a ton. Well. But I mean.
1: In, uh, oh, no. In, in $74.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Hey, man, that's a, that's like that's a 15. Uh, yeah, like a, that's Pearl Harbor. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> roll out. No, it's, uh. Yeah, the, plot, the tech really is a little.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Michael Bay got a lot of influences from Mel Brooks Young know, Frankenstein uh, in a lot of ways. The Allspark, Lightning, come on.
0: There's ties. Come on. There's definitely ties. Yeah, I- I'm yeah. not saying
1: you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, Abby Normal Brain, oh, right? F- it all kind of links.
0: Circus freak. Uh,
1: so, um, the, they raise him up on the platform. Uh, the Lightning hits. They switch all the switches, flick all the things, um, do all the things that... that Uh, uh, to to very much mirrored in in all the Frankenstein movies to get the monster.
0: Yep, all the sequences.
1: He comes down. Yep. Yeah and uh but he's uh, non-responsive doesn't work yeah. yeah so what does he do he freaks out yeah i know again he starts off pretty calm like you yeah. know what
0: okay well hey. so, uh this this kind of thing happens in science <laughs> he's really like very philosophical and yeah. high-minded about it yeah. but yeah it just kind of snaps and starts choking the crap out of him and stuff mm-hmm. uh and this is where we get to the, the finally finding out that the body or that the brain isn't like uh hans delbrook yeah. but that it's in fact abby normal abby normal yeah so, this is the best. <laughs> I love this scene where, because it's the one with the sedative. So, oh um, God. uh, no, oh, sorry. Take that back. Okay. Eventually, they get the point. They learn it's Abby Normal. Then, uh, Wilder has another freak out again. But, the monster comes. He That's actually right. does, uh, invigorate. Yes. And so, um, you know, you can kind of see that he's there. You yeah. hear the moaning downstairs. So, you know, Frankenstein goes downstairs. He goes down with, um... Gar, uh, yeah. yeah. And so they, they're talking to the monster and they try to free him. Yeah. But, but before they free him up, they say, whatever happens, if he goes crazy, <laughs> give him the sedative. Yeah. And so there's this awesome charade scene <laughs> where Peter Boyle gets up Loses it on him, yeah, and then um, he's choking him he's, out. Cho- he's choking, yeah, yeah, he's uh, choking um, G Wilder, but he can't, he can't tell him what to do because he can't speak, so he's like, he's like, so give him the sedative, but he's, he's like, ah, nah, nah. And, they, and he can't do, yeah. he can't articulate, so he goes into charades <laughs> and he's like, oh, so, okay, uh, said it, so like give, give, give right, yeah. good, uh, it's, him, okay, yeah, him, yeah. and then like, uh, three words, three words, first yeah. word, yeah. Uh, said. said. Licks, uh, yeah. Uh, or, or, <laughs> said
1: sounds like said.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, give. <laughs> yeah. Said a give. Said a give. And he's like, ah. so mad. Oh, said a tiv. And so you know, then they finally tranquilize Peter Boyle, which is yeah. great. But um,
1: <laughs> but then
0: Yeah. Exactly. So then um,
1: Gene Wilder starts to choke <laughs> Igor. <laughs> and
0: Igor goes into the charades.
1: Yeah. Sounds like yeah. yeah three words. Oh, yeah.
0: It's okay. a pretty a pretty hot scene, man.
1: Yeah. Is this no? Is this um, where they've locked? Peter Boyle in the room.
0: Yeah, His so voice? he's he's okay. still restrained. They given him a sedative, um, and this is where you start to see um, Inspector Kemp comes. Like, so yes. they introduce him because um,
1: well, that well, the townspeople are worried. Well, yeah, because there's a Frankenstein like, in the house. Exactly. So, so he comes in the behest of the townspeople because they are worried um, some um, crimes against humanity are going to happen.
0: Well, they said that every time a Frankenstein's been in the house, like yeah. it's like this has happened to me six other times. Like apparently, it's a pretty predictive. If there's a Frankenstein in the house, like you know,
1: six times. Yeah.
0: So for sure, it's probably <laughs> worth calling someone in
1: to go check. Yeah. <laughs>
0: What is at six times the shame on whom at that point? Uh, like, really, society. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding.
1: Then you're caught in like a Groundhog Day situation.
0: I think, yeah, yeah. That, that's on the townspeople. You're obviously quite, uh, quite gullible <laughs> at that point. Or very trusting. Who knows?
1: Oh my God! So Inspector Keb.
0: Yep. So Inspector oh Kemp. Uh It's brought in at the behest of people, and so he's got that one kind of like in, inner arm that yeah. he has to uh, generate each
1: motion for on his own. Yeah, like like it's it's and it, the foley to it as well. It's got like a. Like one of those, like, uh, noise crackers, kind of like that. Oh, yeah. So it must be like a, a almost like mannequin Pinocchio-esque arm. And he has to move it in every moment. Like, it, it he lifts it up. He lifts it down. Yeah, I know. Like he's totally trying to awesome. light a cigarette. And it's like the thumbs on fire. And he's got to <laughs> light a cigarette. But um, so in this scene, he's he's talking to Gene Wilder, just yep. trying to figure out what's going on. I think there might be some moaning from the monster at some point there.
0: Right. So when he's when he's questioning him too, yeah. and so they decide to play a game of darts. <laughs> <laughs> and so
1: <laughs> yeah, he stores the darts in his fake arm. <laughs> oh yeah. Like
0: hopefully they actually did have a fake arm for him or some sort of padding, because that commitment to actually have those darts like stuck mm. in his arm, super genius. Oh. My. So anyway, um, Gene Wilder's distracted for a minute or two while they're playing darts. And, uh, you know, Inspector Kemp pulls the darts out of his arm, sticks them all in the bullseyes and stuff. (laughs) And then he tries to get to Gene Wilder. He tries to drive him a little bit crazy to see if he'll break. And as he's doing it, what happens?
1: Oh, uh, is this where Gene Wilder whips darts out the window? Yeah, and that's where he'll Mel Brooks. Here, uh, here, Mel Brooks scream as a cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, and also like you can hear him like hitting the car tires. Like oh
1: yeah. <laughs> Maybe four darts. Leave that Hops! There's yeah. one that even
0: flies behind him. Yeah, like deliberately out of the way.
1: Yeah. So uh, he's he's obviously rattled. Yes. He's yeah. Something's amiss. But somehow he manages to um, sway.
0: Yeah, kind of. And then yeah. so like uh, Inspector Kemp asked the question, yes. like, "So you promise that nothing's going on here?" And yeah. in the background, you hear this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. I'll take that as a yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> so. Anyway, just, just more of the sort of general oh, yeah. antics of this. Um, so then uh, Inspector Kemp takes off.
1: He takes off and he drives away in his car and one of the tires
0: is like littered with darts. Oh yeah, there's like 12 in the notes. <laughs> fucking preposterous. But I mean, again, just yeah. how much fun are they having right now?
1: So Inspector Kemp has another trait that absolutely was the actor's choice.
0: Oh yeah. So go ahead. Sure. no no, it's um <laughs> so great. So I mean, you know, you're you're coming up with one of these things about your character and yeah. uh, like a clickety arm isn't enough. Like you've got a mannequin so arm, awesome. but instead uh, he's also got an eye patch he can't yeah. see. But that's also the same place he keeps his monocle. monocle. Like so how like, you know, trying to get that dignity of the monocle, but not even <laughs> using it in an eye that is provides any benefit to? Like just the sheer absurdity. Like what fucking fun this must have been to put together.
1: Wait, and nobody ever comments on it. Nobody ever comments. The fact he's got a monocle on an iPad. They don't
0: comment on his arm. No. Like he's completely just like. You know what? They're so accepting in people these small just, towns.
1: But yeah, people just accept it. And I think, and that's what's wonderful is there's such absurdity in so many things. And people in the periphery are just like, okay, yep. well, that's happening.
0: Nope, totally. Uh, All right, <laughs> okay,
1: so he takes off.
0: Yep. Um, Monsters I, Morning downstairs, Gene Wilder heads down there. Yeah. It turns out, who let him out? Oh, well, Frau Bruchach. That's it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, totally. Uh, so she lets him out. Yep. And so. Um, it also the, admits to something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, remind me. Well, she admits to being the boyfriend, the lover of Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. And the one who played the music so that she could yes. get Frankenstein to make the monster. She
1: lured him down. Yep. Uh, so that he would complete the work. Yep. That's right. And yep. so the monster is on a little bit of a rampage.
0: Well, not until... Again, well, <laughs> Well, he is, but, yeah. you know, it's he's kind of like kind of getting away, but he's a little bit reluctant. But it's then he gets the full uh, Vernon Wells treatment. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about in the Commando episode uh, where getting hit with electricity is somehow a way to get you super strength and yeah. you can finally take on a Schwarzenegger-like <laughs> figure where all sense and reason would say it's not possible. And in this case, once Peter uh, Peter Boyle goes into the electricity, his, yes. his monster character is supercharged, yeah. dashes out and storms the town. Yes. And then there's a, another series of vignettes.
1: Yeah, so he goes, the first place he visits is... Is it uh, uh, so, Gene Wilder? No, no, it's uh, a little girl at the well. That's right,
0: at the teeter totter. I no, should yeah, say
1: teeter because yeah. there is the little girl in the original Frankenstein movie and I think she's like picking flowers or something right. like right. that and she discovers him, I think.
0: And she's not scared of him at the time either. Like no. I think in the original it's sort of his introduction that, you know, maybe there is something redeemable about humans.
1: Yeah, they show like the, a gentleness to him. Yeah. Right? And so here's an opportunity to show the gentleness of Peter Boyle. So he's going to play with monster. her. They're going to play a fun yeah. game of yeah. Peter Totter. So I think he's, does he end up like, she's on one end, he, he sits on another and just launches her into the atmosphere. Well, yeah, as her
0: parents are searching for it because oh, they don't yeah. know where she went. So oh, they yeah. check in her bedroom and she happened to just seconds before fly into her bed as fast asleep <laughs> out of sheer terror. And so yeah. they're like,
1: oh no, she's fine. Oh, she's fine. Okay, let's
0: well, go. <laughs> so that's the first vignette. The second yeah. one is with Hackman.
1: There he is. So Hackman. So uh, the monster uh, ends up, um, uh, which one got it? Uh, Entering Gene Hackman's uh, house. Yep. Gene Hackman is this peasant. He's a blind Yep. And so he's just happy to have company.
0: Well, yeah, he's like some, <laughs> some blind beggar, but you know, the nice yeah. thing is he's more than happy to take in this stranger who he's recognized as mute, he can't talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's just gonna provide him with simple comforts and have you know some a nice meal.
1: Yeah, nice hot soup. <laughs> That's a hot, who doesn't soup? Want a hot soup. No kidding. So there's a great scene of man, they make a meal of this, pun intended. Yes. Where Hackman has a ladle of a boiling hot soup, and he's meant to be pouring it into Peter Boyle's bowl. And Peter Boyle's like following the ladle, trying to anticipate when it's going to pour.
0: But always just a little bit too late. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets <laughs> he gets hot soup in the lap about three yeah. times. Um, yeah. And then uh, it pours him a glass of delicious wine
1: That's as a goblet. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and you think, okay, well, this is going good because it actually manages to pour it in the cup. So yeah. problem solved. Yeah.
1: Until they cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Before you drink, let's cheers. And so they smash yeah. and he just destroys Peter Boyle's cup.
0: That's right.
1: Well, but no, things can't go worse. Things cannot get worse for poor Peter Boyles because Gene Hackman pops out. A delicious piece, cigar. A delicious cigar. Piste de resistance. Yep. So uh, uh, gives him the cigar and you see the anticipation on Peter Boyles' face. So he's like, oh, he's pretty happy about the whole thing.
0: Until he learns it gets lit by fire. <laughs> Until he
1: gets lit by fire. And he freaks out and just takes off and he smashes through the door and he's on another kind of rampage. What is Gene Hackman's line there? Because he totally made it up. Oh, I was about to make a cappuccino. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I guess it, just, it was a throwaway at the time. And apparently this one just like yeah. lit up the crew. They loved oh, yeah. it. They thought it was the funniest thing. So anyway, I'm not sure why Hackman would have done this film. Like he was a pretty serious guy. Um, yeah. This is all like French Connection and kind of Papa Doyle. And,
1: is they a golf buddy to, to, to Gene Wilder or something like that's that? That's it. Or? I think
0: they're part of the same country club. Yeah. And so Wilder's like, hey, I'm nicking this film. And uh, Hackman's just like, oh, I'll, I'll take any part. Like give no me something. Kidding.
1: Well, it's a comedy, Gene. Gene. Gene, I love you. Well, Great, you're Popeye Doyle, but this is a comedy, and I don't think you can handle it, Gene. Tell you what, one of my favorite comedy
0: scenes of him, and we talked about this the other day, yeah. is that scene in The Birdcage, mm. where he's talking about, <laughs> oh uh, like, he's, he's mm. freaking on the phone, where he's talking mm. about his the senator getting caught, or the polit- yeah. politician he's working with, yeah. but just like, a prostitute? A black what underage yeah your money's on the dress of chocolate like it's just (laughs) like his delivery's so wicked like if you never would have thought he had comedy chops you know you kind of get an inkling of that from here yeah but there must have always been something in it where he was a really funny guy
1: well he to do this role i don't think he got paid for it because he wanted to test his acting chops so so he was or his comedy chops and so he was just like fuck it I'm i'm gonna do a free you know, and he was awesome. He was a great addition. He to totally him. was. Okay, so monsters storming off. Yep. Uh, is this where the townsfolk are becoming, excuse me, aware of who he is? Yeah, yeah. Or does he so, make his way back to the castle first?
0: Here well, I think they start playing the music again and they lure him <gasps> back. Right, right. So they lure yes. him back to the castle Yeah. and then <laughs> that's when Wilder goes into that scene like, no, no matter, matter what, what happens, <laughs> no matter I'm what going happens. Yeah. I'm going to get through with him with love. Like, do not let me out yeah three seconds later <laughs> yeah let me out Yep, <laughs> got he's freaking out let me out Yeah, and, and eventually but he kind of taps into like his showmanship yeah so he's like hey you know what you're a handsome fellow has anyone ever told you that that's like nice. just kind of butters him up a bit yeah and he's feeling really good about himself yeah. and this is where they decide to do that show
1: yeah well they want to introduce him to the to the uh townsfolk they want to show that He's not a monster right. that and things like that to sort of diffuse the situation. So he, what's the best way okay. to really introduce this monster in his, um, you know, his passivity?
0: Yeah, side? you know, push a guy who's been alive walking for like, I don't know, a couple days. Yeah. And then get him to do an elaborate dance number where he's singing <laughs> along to putting on the Ritz in front of the intellectual society in a closed room. Like the, the, it's... The, the, this village's intellectual
1: society
0: oh my god what? as it turns out there is a shit ton of intellectuals there in this was. little town yeah there's, there's a like house. it's the neurological society of transylvania like
1: yeah.
0: i mean if you're thinking about guys who are fucking with brains it's these guys right yeah, like yeah, how that's... many experiments have gone on it's Holy all god. experiments they brought brains with them it's all like <laughs> created brides Bring and like wives funds. and yeah. stuff
1: <laughs> <laughs> pretty close oh my god so um uh, so they, they they do the show. They do putting on the ritz, and it, oh my god!
0: Ah, oh, and Peter Boyle improvises that whole putting on the ritz <laughs> thing, doesn't he?
1: Putting on the ritz! Oh my god, it is so. funny. Funny,
0: yeah, I know they do. A, um, they do such a great job of it.
1: Yeah, so everything's going swimmingly. He's yep. in a tux, he's dancing around. Uh, he's got his cane, and everything, his top hat. But one problem. Yeah, so a uh, stage light, yep. uh, bursts and catches fire, yep. and fire sends off the monsters. So Gene Wilder tries to cover by doing like this quick soft shoe routine. No <laughs> kidding, but. But, but the monster just can't get back into it. <laughs> no. And then people lose
0: it. Yeah. So not only do they bring, like, their plus one Franken folk, yeah. but they brought a shit ton of vegetables. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all the cabbage comes whipped out. And, yeah. and then the monster just, he's bitter about that. Loses it. Yeah. They have to chain him up because the police are there. And they, right. Kemp and his, like, team, they kind of anticipate that this is all going to go to shit. Yeah. So they capture him, they chain him, and they put him in, in jail.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he's in jail. Um, there's a person in jail with him. Yeah.
0: Well, it's not that there's a person in jail, but there's yeah. one guard who kind of starts oh, to screw with him. Right. Like, is right. he really just you know kind of taunts
1: him a little yeah. bit? Yeah. And, and, and was he like lighting a cigarette, same kind of thing, right? Something. Yeah. He had like a match or something. He was taunting him, teasing him. But eventually, Peter Ball just pulls off the chains. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Rips it apart. Yep. And storms off. Yep. Did is, did they try to
0: lure him to the castle again? No. no. Uh, what happens is he start He comes back on his own, but yes.
1: that's after Madeleine Khan has arrived. <laughs> So she arrives, and uh, Frau Bruch yes, (laughs) right, um, goes to notify Frankenstein, and I think he's like he's sleeping with Terry Gars. Well, they lower him down, and they they just finished having sex.
0: That's (laughs) right, and they're both smoking. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know that I've, like, uh, kind of loosely talked to you about this before the program, but, yeah. I mean, what what was this whole thing in the 70s just about smoking and sex? Mm. Because, I mean, I was never really, a, like, a smoker when I was, like, a kid, but yeah. I always felt like it must be much better, or I know that I've I've had really great sex if because I need to have a cigarette. If
1: you got a cigarette,
0: well, yeah. Or if I needed one. I was like, okay, well, that best echelon comes with, well, yeah. two things you need to have. One is come sick a, a cigarette, and the second is if you can make a woman scream
1: opera. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> If you can make her sing, then you think you've nailed it. Well, that's right. Because, yeah, Madeline Kahn arrives. Yep. um, And she's so funny.
0: Yeah, no, She's great. She
1: gets in there. She won't even, like, hug him or anything like that. And so... Marty
0: Feldman's kind of hitting on her loosely, too. Like, he's just kind of right in there. Oh,
1: my God. That was fully improv when he, like, attacks her shawl. Oh, that's right. Her stoat whatever it is. Yeah, because he keeps getting fur stuck in his mouth. And he has, like, (laughs) (laughs) spit it out. That's right. (laughs) you take the blonde, I'll take this one. <laughs> he just attacks it. That's so funny. So she she goes to her room yeah. and so she gets situated there. Uh, she's like... Um, oh,
0: also like, but Gene Wilder also gets completely rejected in that scene. Oh, yeah. Like he's yeah. like kind of really trying to make things happen and she kind of makes this whole case for like, yeah. you know, why don't we wait till we're married Oh, yeah. I could fully be yours and you yeah. can tell he's just like, I don't care. Yeah, uh, But he eventually agrees but he kind of like goes out on his knees because I yeah. think he just like can't stand up.
1: Yeah. He's, the blue balls are that significant where yep. he cannot even stand. Yep. So he he leaves the room. Um so she's getting ready and she hears some noises. I think she thinks it's him. Yeah. But what well, happens. It's she's her singing, singing that actually lures the monster
0: back. Yes, that's
1: yep. right. Oh she's a good singer too. Yeah, she is pretty great. Um she's got the best. I the playing the game. Oh, yeah. Oh hey, she almost sings in every one of his films. So like in Blazing Saddles. The best one is um Uh which we'll call it History of the World, that song that uh, Yes! No, 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 no. Oh yes. Wait a minute! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So funny. Oh yeah. Oh my god! Okay, so um she's singing It Lures the Monster. He's attracted to the song. He ends up in her room, and I think he abducts her.
0: He does. He takes her to a cave out in the woods. Yeah. Uh where she (laughs) <laughs> little rapey yeah. she definitely tries to resist until she sees this huge spawn. yeah and part of Shvanz. part of what we know about the monster is everything has to be uh, larger yeah two uh, times larger well, at least because yeah. you're just sort of stitching together it's going to be crude yeah. and so um, e- even um, Terry Gar's character is like oh he's going to be very popular yeah so anyway uh, eventually he exposes himself and oh, she's yeah. like oh, oh here <laughs> and it's like no no oh no. ah, oh ah, ah. yeah. <laughs> The, so I think she's saying like sex. the secret of life or something. The secrets right. of life. Yeah. It's pretty good.
1: Uh, she had sex, and then I think um, I think there's a quick vignette afterward where she's like, "So, what are you doing?" Like, Penny, are you for <laughs> Penny for your thoughts. Penny for your thoughts. Oh, like yeah. she's just and he's just, <laughs>
0: "I'm done." <Yeah.
1: laughs> so good. Oh, that's
0: where just you like you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah six great. or seven times, and then you leave me. <laughs> six or
2: seven
1: times. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's pretty uh, fun. He wanders off. I think the uh, townsfolk are are rallying, yep. led by Kemp. And so I think he finds his way back to the castle. Yep. Because uh, then Frankenstein wants to try to, to transfer. That's right. So the last yeah. ditch
0: hope of all of yeah. this is he wants to transfer some of his intellect to the monster. So then this way he won't be this kind Could of wild creature. Exactly. <laughs> He'll be completely normal and yeah. everything will be, you know, sort of restored yeah so um so he gets in there and they have to be in the chamber for uh a certain amount of time has to be 15 minutes 15 minutes not one second second less less. Uh, it has to be exactly Exactly. so so anyway things are happening at the front door they use kemp as a battery (laughs) ram with his one clickety arm yeah uh eventually get down into the lab somehow even though no one else could find it the only way through was that one sort of swinging bookcase but okay (laughs) exposition yeah and they're there yeah. and so anyway at, they get
1: 14 30 so 14 minutes and 30 seconds they arrive right because because it's not quite 15 minutes yeah yeah
0: yep yeah. so anyway they they break the transfer yeah. and so, you know it's not complete so something has happened but yeah. they're, they're just about to destroy the monster and then peter boyle gets up
1: yeah he gets up and he starts talking yeah um yeah and 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 sort of explains himself and and through some magical, like two minute exposition, the the crowd eventually is like, oh, it's pretty reasonable. Well, including right.
0: Spinachin from Army of Darkness. Oh yeah, that's when he was like really young. That's pretty cool. Uh, I, I do <laughs> that's like that a actor. Good catch. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was it. Yeah, it was. Wow. Well, I don't know. I mean, it just he has a really distinctive look. Like he's yeah. kind of goony. And uh, anyway, it was kind of a fun little throwaway. I know. But so, early in script.
1: Uh, so th- so they realize that uh, Peter Boyle cano is articulate. And uh, he convinces them that um, everything's fine, and they're like, "Oh, great! Well, that's." Well,
0: they're going back to Kem's place for like fondue. So yeah, fondue. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like,
1: Everybody, <laughs> back to my place for fondue. Exactly.
0: So uh, yeah, and then in the end, like it turns out that uh, Madeline Kahn and the monster get together, and yeah. they have a relationship and stuff. And
1: I love her coming out of the bathroom, and she's got the Bride of Frankenstein hair. And totally, she's like, and she's... <sighs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> boom, chicka boom, chicka boom. Yeah, she's yeah. fucking funny, man. Anyway, so yeah. th- uh, they have a
1: relationship, uh, but these... she asked the question at the end. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, just Peter Boyle's in bed, and he's got like a pair of glasses on, he's reading the paper kind of thing. Like, it's just. But they're just married that's just the way it is. Oh
0: yeah and she's talking about like meeting yeah. her dad yeah. and like yeah. uh, you yeah. know We're all the
1: Johnsons are uh, oh yeah totally so funny
0: but but she asked the question at the end, which is mm-hmm. important. she's like so the transfer never really happened correctly. yeah like, what do you think w- w- happened to Frankenstein like what yeah. do you what we think was the thing that happened to him Yeah and so then you see uh, Frankenstein and Terry Garr and yeah. they're together.
1: yeah And so what happens? Oh so she's um well oh, I think she asks it. Oh, because sorry, you're cause, right. Yeah, because she asks because she's like she they're in their marital bed. They got married, and so she she jumps into bed with him and and um, and she's like, oh, but I, what did you get from the monster, uh, her Frankenstein? And uh, uh, he gives this look to the camera like, mm, and he jumps her bones, and she's like, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> no, he does that not. operatic. Oh my god. So this so is this so is like funny. me and bachelor party with the
0: egg beater yeah like so i mean it's all these little things where when you when sex is so foreign to you and you're too young to be able to contextualize it like yeah i mean what i'm like 10 watching the show i'm like mm-hmm. egg beater ah or now like oh opera like you <laughs> that, oh, this, the mysteries of sex yeah, yeah. Like, maybe That'll when you sense. use the egg
1: beater yeah. that's when the opera happens that's when it happens all it's right. all falling into place very good okay uh so so yeah and that's that's the film that's the film and um whenever you get a, like a resolution with marty or frau, frau brucha but um there. there they're yeah. doing their thing i suppose yeah I mean,
0: um but you know what here's a it's a fun film it yeah. goes actually really quick i think lots of the jokes kind of hold up someone set a fire in your car because it took too long and i
1: got bored <laughs> money please So, we don't need it.
0: <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I, I will happily take every cent coming out of the money zone.
1: But I, I was going to say, we will do it just for the
0: love of it. Well, yeah. I mean, here we are looking to supplement the podcast. Yes. We're, we're men of the people yes. at the heart of it all, really. So, really. come to us with any request. If we can grant it, we will.
1: We will. We're champions of the people. Yeah, you know.
0: yeah. What other besides just doing the money zones? What other requests would you grant?
1: Uh, a request for a back rub. Oh, um, yeah. A request uh, <clears> to... <laughs> after the
0: podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm going to be leaning in on? Let's, so busy. That's uh, work.
1: Goddamn <laughs> <Okay>. liar! <laughs> Jacques uh, Continue. I, I also um, I enjoy. Um, uh, a... what's, <laughs> what's, that? what's that?
0: I'm going to give the full Lionel oh. Hutz here. <laughs> You want me to drink you. But it's in the evening. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry.
1: All right. So um, <laughs> to keep us in whiskey. Okay. Uh,
0: now, this is noble.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. We, we, we want to um, sort of showcase our prowess, our uh, Panther-like agility in talking about local businesses. And we only really support... Local businesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interestingly,
0: (laughs) St. Albert has a ton of movie-themed businesses (laughs) that you've either never heard of (laughs) or don't exist. But maybe they do. So so let's talk about some of these businesses in our local town that have come to us and said, Hey, look, we want that that golden touch that only you can provide.
1: (laughs) It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Well, I've got one.
0: Okay. Well, let's, it, it, who let's who have you spoken to this week?
1: Well, they spoke to me because they just understood.
0: Or did it speak to you?
1: <laughs> it's it, column A, column B. Right, that's what it is. Very good. So uh, I was approached by uh, a, an amazing not-for-profit, uh, never spending story. Oh, uh, financial literacy. Okay, um, and um, they are all about. Building that nest egg so you're not caught in a swamp with a dead horse.
0: Well, you don't want to betray you <laughs> with your spending ways. This is the best way to kind of realign back on
1: things, that's right? That's it. Well, it looks like big, good, strong savings. Ah.
0: Oh, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's all I got.
0: Well, I think that you also missed that huge opportunity to sort of say okay. it's not going to be our tax; it's
1: going to be your tax, <laughs> your tax, suckers. Yeah, I don't know Damn. that that one kind of wrote itself. That's true. Okay. Uh, yeah, I right. forgot about that. Very nice. That's very Mm, what about yourself? Oh. Surely you were approached by pillars of the community.
0: Well, you know, um, I, I was really sort of thinking about my daughter, Scarlett, who's got a little bit of a lisp. So yeah. I was thinking about who I could go and speak to, uh, who could help maybe correct that or help her sure. work on it. And I found this great place yeah. uh, led by Professor Gimp, and it's called Pulp Diction. <laughs> And so, you know, Professor Gimp. <laughs> P- 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 Professor Gimp, he's one of those guys, he seems very motivated. I can't fully understand what he's saying, but what he did mention to me is, uh, did I use the word Z or Z? Because I have to be very clear here, Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. So,
1: I want to see his degree. Oh, I want to see that. Well,
0: he's up to the nth degree. In weasel fat and oil. He is a, he's a shiny yeah. example. Of a pillar of the
1: community. Sure. He knows when to speak and when to zip it.
0: That's it. <laughs> so, go and see Professor Gimp at Pulp Diction. He's he's going to help to uh, whip you into
1: shape. <laughs> <laughs> Loosen that diction oh, a little bit. Oh, that's it. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Takeaways.
0: Oh, um... Yeah, so I guess like we're talking from like a parenting standpoint, or just sort of a general. Well, I mean, my my general one is like you know it's pretty pretty hilarious, Mm. Uh, and so this one really holds up well. But I think if I'm thinking more philosophically, uh, the one thing I think I really take away from this is you know uh, Frankenstein very much in the beginning is fighting his destiny. He's like you know what, Um, I'm I'm not my my heritage. I'm not the people who kind of um, laid my foundation. I can be something different. Mm. And I think to a lot of uh, degree, you certainly can. Like, yeah, I think you have a lot of input in what your destiny looks like, or who you're going to be as you develop, or the yeah. decisions you make. But I think there's also something really noble about um, kind of accepting those parts of you that are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you learn to work with them, right? I mean, don't go and reanimate the dead. But at the same time, <laughs> well, like, hold on, no, okay? <laughs> Maybe this eighth times the charm. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, seriously, though. I mean, I think you have to acknowledge those things, yeah. and I think. Um, Oftentimes, I, I, we've talked about this before, but there's certain things about our childhood or, or traits about like like my the parents where you kind of, you want to reject some of that stuff, right? Like yeah. I'm probably like um, like hot-headed like mom. Yeah. Like I probably, you know, this is why sometimes we're, we get a little bit into it um, yes. because we're very similar. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, her reactions are sometimes my reactions and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. But I, and I, I resent those parts of myself sometimes, but at the same time, I also acknowledge them. And I think sometimes it's the... Um, the passionate part of you, like the steamy part of you, that also drives other good tendencies. So, yeah. you know, be don't be afraid to acknowledge who you are and where you come from and learn to use those parts to make you the best you
1: that you can be. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah.
0: How about you? What are your big takeaways?
1: Uh, people uh, are more than they seem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Flush when I was that thinking out about it. Yeah. So it actually, and it's probably not as deep as it as it sounds, right? Okay. It's not uh, Plato philosophical. It's it's all about um, you know. Uh, well, look, think of Gene Hackman. The assumption that's like, well, you know, you're not. This isn't for you. You know, you're you can't do this, and yet he does. Mm. You know, and then um, and then literally in the movie itself, you've got uh everybody fearful of Peter Boyle everybody like you know it's another monster it's the seventh monster right. <laughs> god damn it yeah, really you know really. and he surprises as well and then Frankenstein surprised himself and and so um there was lots of assumptions made on people given their characteristics their caricatures yep and people can surprise you you know yeah Igor's not some some you know bootleg. He's actually, yeah, like you said, like he's, he's intelligent and he's smarmy or, or sarcastic. Well, least, he's know. sly. Like he's, I don't, I don't, he's definitely not like yeah. a dullard. Yes. So people can surprise you. So you have a first impression, right? People say you get seven seconds to make an impression on someone. Yep. But you know what? You've got to resist that urge to make all your preconceptions about someone when you meet them for the first time. It, it's actually worth finding out who they actually are because they can surprise you. Okay, right. so that's that's probably my big takeaway out of this. Well, I think that's a pretty good one. Yeah, excellent. I know. Oh, okay,
0: well, I mean, I think you really like touched on a lot of good themes this week. Well, I worked hard. Well, I, I finally worked. I, no kidding. <laughs> well, it's been a lot of mail delivery in this last little while, and your stamp licking tongue is probably covered in calluses. So now that it's fully recovered from mailing it in, uh, <laughs> you can start to like you know contribute in a way that's actually useful. So I yeah, mean, it doesn't I, feel good. Well, I, it, I like it, it's probably uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, no, I think this was really like this is your big week. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm. I mean, I'm. Uh, I'm proud of you for like being a good dad, for coming back and like you know coming back early, yeah. where you actually <laughs> took responsibility and were like a good <laughs> contributor. I was just like, woo, yeah. more Greek baths, please. <laughs> well, I uh, understand. Yeah. And anyway, I mean, I think you're a terrific dad and, and a great contributor to this, but I, I need you to do one more thing for me. Yeah. Anything. Awesome. Could you get your fucking shine box?
1: This has been Get Your Shine Box with Chris Ham and Tristan Ham. Intro and outro music by Ross Smith. Tune in for more episodes as we discuss movies we watched and stuff we did as dads.